Mental Health Sunday with Marcy Tatro, star of the show. I am the court jester, Jay Paul, and uh, comic relief. But uh, welcome uh, again, Marcy. Thanks, Jay Paul. It's always uh, exciting to be here. Yeah, so uh, starting our second year here uh, just a week or so ago of, uh, of doing these shows every week. And uh, it's been great fun. I think it's actually been really exciting, and um, the feedback we received is is amazing too. The well, and I think really enjoying the show. It's such a varied uh, guest list that you have every uh, not every week we don't have guests, but you know when you bring people in, it's so fun to uh, uh, get to know these folks and and what they're mm-hmm. about. And you've got some guests here too. But we have, first I got to talk talk about nine eight eight. That's the uh, suicide prevention line, national uh, prevention line. If you're feeling suicidal or even depressed, or if you know somebody who is, and you don't know where to turn, you don't know what to do or how to help them, uh, call 988. Uh, they will talk you through uh, any troubles that you have there for free of charge, and it's all confidential. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they it's also very good. have an option for vi- uh, veterans, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, you dial great... one when it prompts you at the beginning when you first uh, hook up with them in 988, and then an actual veteran can talk to a, a veteran about veteran problems. Yeah. So. so, yeah, it's a great resource. So, we're uh, lucky to have that. Um, it is true that we have a lot of different guest speakers on the show, and I'm excited for today's lineup because you never know what happens and who I run into. And um, so today uh, we'll be talking about um, Valentine's Day, actually, in, in a tradition. But today's show, uh, our if you're a first-time listener, our show, our show is about combating mental health stigma, addressing barriers that get in the way of care, and suicide prevention. So we're really a resource here for the community and... Um, Feel free to you know call us or email us with any questions or anything that you would ever like to hear specifically on maybe a different type of topic. And we have a couple of Deerings here today. Julie and Bobby are with us today. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter. And as you may guess, it's all about letters. <laughs> That's a clue. This is like a, a scavenger hunt. <laughs> what yeah. is today's topic? You never know with Marcy and Jay Paul. So, this was inspired actually by one of our shows from Christmas. So, one of the things yeah, that. Yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, so one of the things that people have been talking about lately, and I would say definitely after COVID and prior to that with advancements, I think, in technology, is that we have a huge issue with uh, disconnection and feeling that we're not in touch with one another. Um, just a lot, lots of loss of like, relationships and just a, a sense of meaning. Uh, in our lives, and I, one uh, thing I really want that I love doing is actually finding uh, vintage Valentine's Day cards. And I know as Valentine's Day is coming up, Jay Ball, I had a little adventure. Yes, did you? Yeah, I know you should play some cue some music. You don't know what happened. I went and found some. Look, I went treasure hunting at the Hunt and Gather in Minneapolis, and look what I found. Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah, this is a Valentine's Day card to my wife on Valentine's Day. It's handmade. And it says all my on the inside it says all my love Jerry. I'm like who's Jerry? But it's from nineteen sixty nine. Yep. And then this it's one, almost as old as me. Yeah. And then this one says to the one I love. <laughs> this is like a Victorian one. Loves hope. I send you this Valentine, hoping to hear in return of a feeling as warm and sincere. And on the back it is this is from Papa, my dearest Papa, uh, Constile to Mabel. Steel Central Avenue, 1902, Burlington, mm. Iowa. Wow. So if that's one of your ancestors, I have your card and you can come claim it. I'll more than happy to give it back to an ancestor. Don't let me spill my drink on that. Yeah, no, seriously. And then I have two <laughs> I found at, um, so this one, 
I call him little Tommy. This is one that's a pop-up, where it has like a little tissue paper. Oh, yeah. We'll have to ask here Julie and Bobby what this is, but it's a little old-school like Spanish ship with this little boy on the front. It sits up, and it's just so cute, so I named him Tommy. So it's to some to mother from Mary and Pete. <laughs> it's just so that's cute. elaborate, yeah. Yeah. I like so, the pop-up. But nice. I love Valentine's Day cards, and I love the vintage ones, and I... When I was going through this, I'm like you know what, this really means reminds me of like the traditions of the past where we did they did do a lot more of connecting and oh, sending yeah. sentimental letters. And part of the reason why I like this too is because uh, Valentine's Day cards, and we'll get into it here uh, with Bobby and Julie, is that cards often can express sometimes that words that other people may, sometimes can't express to loved sure. ones or yep. to family. And so um, I think Valentine's Day cards are a great way to share sentiment. It's a lost. Uh, it's another lost art, but not lost totally because we have people out there who are uh, keeping it alive. Yeah. So let's turn to them. So Jay Paul, welcome our guests to the show, and let's get going. Yes, we have uh, Bobby Deering and Julie Deering here today, and in fact, we may get a spill into two weeks with these guys because we have so much to go through, right? Yep. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, uh, and uh, this is what they do uh, as a sidelight, or is it your no, full-time hobby. job, or just no, hobbies? Okay, it's not a job yet. <laughs> All right, so this is Julie. So welcome, Hi. Julie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. And you Bobby. guys got to get up a little closer on the microphone. Hello so there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, we're excited to have you here. So thank you for joining us, and uh, I want to hear about about how you guys make cards. So yeah, where did it all start? Gosh, it started. You know, in history wise. It started back in the 1400s. I looked online. That's one way of technology to try to find things that are out there. And they indicated that it was uh, the Chinese um, made cards, and they were homemade, obviously. And they're usually out of um, fabric. And they would hand deliver those cards <clears throat> to the recipient, and they did it around New Year's. You know, has Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a big, um, big deal. And lot and during that era there wasn't such thing as as postage or postal service or anything like that so it was all hand delivered and it progressed to um into the egyptians um i don't have the date on that but and then eventually into europe in the 15th century and they started making paper cards um and then in the 1800s um it came into the u.s um, and that actually started as a postcard. It wasn't a, a bifold that you see today or, or trifolds or uh, pop-up cards. And they had, and I had just happened to be going through my mother's things. She's now passed away, but um, I found a book. It's full of postcards that it was my great-great-grandma received from her family members. And the postcards could either be Photographs attached to the top, like they would go to a studio and have their family uh, pictures put on them, or even sites, you know, things like this particular book had a lot of um, sites about uh, Faribault, um, the different uh, um, buildings and things uh, that are over there, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to think of some of the, without going through the book. But then there's also greeting Illustrations of Valentine's, Merry Christmas, um, Easter, 
and it was it's really quite interesting and what they write on them is very hard to see because the pencil and the pens are starting to disappear oh, yeah. with uh you know time time and and air and that it's been stuck away in a box for a long time wow. but um it's through my great grandma bushy or augusta sievert and uh so his family members sending it back and forth to a uh, to bushy Wow. So she kept all this, and this is the early 1900s yeah. for the postal or the post uh, stamp on it. That's pretty neat, especially for those of us who love like uh, preserving history and art, um, and antiques and vintage things, sure. and uh, also just uh, kind of looking at how people communicated, you know, back in the 1900s, and seeing how I hate to do it, but compared to today's times, and it just oh. you know it makes you kind of. Um, Kind of dampens your heart a little bit if I have to, you know, look look inside and like reflect. So you're um, saying I shouldn't you I shouldn't text Happy Valentine's Day to somebody? <laughs> no, no I th- honestly, I really think we need to revert back to these the 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 cards because yeah. uh, we're going to get a little bit more into it right here. But um, I don't want to steal the punchline here of the importance I think of cards and the impact it has on us. And I'm going to wait for these guys to reveal that. But um, I really think there's something really powerful about getting a card. So. Oh, absolutely! It's just uh, I have it. I have comments from people that I give my cards to. You know, the smiles, the appreciation. Um, thank you for caring. Um, it means a lot to get something in the mail. Like somebody had said, it's like a receiving an Amazon gift. You know, to see a card addressed to you yeah. personally mm-hmm. from somebody that you know, or even if you don't know, but it's meant for you, and that's just really. You know, you're just you get warm all over. Basically, is how the feeling I'd get from it. So that and that keeps me going. Yeah, I don't think you're the only one, and I, I get a warm feeling too. But it's not just because I'm wearing an electric heat jacket <laughs> right now with the red. See this? It's a heated it's vest. On. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but no. Um, recently, I got a, a hand written a handwritten letter, and I'm like, oh, and it does it, it does it has this like warm, and I don't know the science behind it. Um, I'm sure if I asked a colleague, they might know, but. There is a warm sensation that you feel like in your heart, and it's like, oh. So I don't yeah. know what chemicals being released for that. I'd, we'd have to some sort of endorphins. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, we have yeah. to ask. Hey, Paul, we've got to put that on our list for ask the <laughs> ask our friend or ask a doctor what yeah. that is. But it, yeah, there, the mm-hmm. sensation happens to people. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's it. Recently, my brother died, and uh, I got a lot of condolences online and things like that on Facebook. And but I got a letter in the mail from my former in-laws. In fact. Just the fact that they took the time to uh, do that for me, it just meant yeah. a lot. It really did. It really does. And yeah. it's something that you can hold on to yeah. and read yeah. when you're not feeling well or you're feeling down or you can get rejuvenated sure. and feel better about it. It's mm-hmm. not just a girl thing. No, 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 not at all. No, <laughs> no, nope. Um, so, Julie, how did you get into... Well, uh, when I started a new job back in 1998, I was over in New Ulm. I am a retired police officer. And uh, one of my co-workers' wives had, was having a card-making party. And at the time, she was a, what they call it, a stamping up demonstrator. Stamping up is a card company that allows you to get supplies and also has um, scheduled events where people can come in and, and make cards. So that was my first introduction back in way back in 1999. That was like 25 years ago. I had to do the math on that one. <laughs> and um, I really enjoyed it. It was easy to do. She had all the samples there. She had all the, the parts to put the cards together. And over the t- course of the time, of course, I bought a few little supplies to go along with that. And 
as we all know, 25 years later, you accumulate quite a bit. <laughs> you think? <laughs> and, uh, but it, it, uh, it enabled me to express my artistic um, abilities and actually um, created really some neat things. Over the time I went through, <clears throat> excuse me, some of my old cards that I made when I first started, I thought, oh my gosh. But, you know, I sent those out, <clears throat> excuse me, and the recipient still appreciated it because it was for me. Sure. You know, so. And as much as they got out of it, you might, you probably got as much, yeah, if not more they said, out of wow, it. they said, wow, you do it. have an ability. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Even if you didn't. I mean, just, you know, taking the oh, time yeah. and doing that because you cared. That's yeah, nice. Absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds like it gave you a lot of joy just by making your cards and giving them, too. Yes, Absolutely. And it also allows me allowed me to get to know the community because there's a lot of community people that was at that uh, card making event, sure. and get to know the community that I worked for. So um, from that point on, it just it it started to we networked with other people that did the same type of card making, and I still have them as friends friends now, um, still in contact with them. So yeah, it's pretty inspiring. That's pretty neat. All right, Bobby. It's your turn. I'm pretty much the same as Julie. I started making cards in the early 1990s, um, Stampin' Up, same thing. It's a company out of Salt Lake City, Utah. You buy stamps, you buy dies, you buy specialty papers, and you assemble cards. And pretty soon you're designing your own. Um, you... They say there's two hobbies, collecting the supplies and actually making the cards. <laughs> and, which, and which one do you fall on? Both. You guys, <laughs> I have way more supplies than I'll use well, in a Well, technically, I already know the answer to that. To set the, to, you guys are sister-in-laws? Correct. Correct. But, and you started this, each of you, before you knew each other? Yes. Yep. So you're wow. going into it. And then you meet, meet yeah. each other and you find out you have the same have, passion. Besides the same last name. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think I, in, I invited you to a card-making event. I think that started it. Yes. And then uh-huh. it went from there. When um, I was dating her brother, yeah. <laughs> okay. she had me over to her house, and it's like, oh, I've done this. <laughs> you know, I do well, this now. It's really interesting because we have a little bit of a secret here about Bobby. So how I met Bobby was that Bobby is actually a, a coworker of mine at Neutral Grounds oh, really? in, in Mankato here. And yes. in there. So, Bobby, this is a huge secret, though. And, Julie, feel free to share with me what you shared uh, when we were talking about the show prior. Uh, Bobby is our card maker. So, if you have bought a card at the Neutral Grounds, um, it was made by Bobby. And there are yes. these wonderful cards. And when I'm working and Bobby's not there, a lot of people like look through the cards like, oh, my gosh, this is so cute or it's so pretty. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Bobby makes those. And it's, it's cool because, like, I know you. And I get to see all your creativity and the, you know, how you, you pour your creativity into these cards and to express that sentiment for people again. Yes. Um, for whatever that the, the um, occasion is. And you have lots of different types of cards, not just Valentine's Day cards. Mm-hmm. Um, Sympathy is a big seller at that store. Birthday cards, baby cards. Um, sentiments are so useful. I've talked to some people who sell their cards and they say, oh, I never put a sentiment inside. And I said... What about the person who buys it that is without words? They don't know what to oh, say. Sure, yeah. You need a sentiment. Some sometimes it helps fill up a little bit of the space inside the card, so they don't have to write as much if they if they're at a loss for words. And that I sell several of them that are blank as well, and I'll have a little note on the back saying "blank inside." You can put your own sentiment in. Mm-hmm. Is that something you trademark or? 
Um, Stampin' Up! has a, put a copyright thing on the back of it. Other stamp companies have something called an angel policy, and you just have to read it and see. Most of them say you can't mass produce the cards. You, if you make them at your home and you sell them, that's perfectly okay. Okay, yeah. So how many of the same card have you made like that? Like, uh, oh, you, what is that? Because <laughs> mass called? producing the slow way is making them one at a time. It is. It is. It's it's nothing you're ever going to get rich. And at. no two would, and no two would be exactly the same. Because no, you know, uh-uh. how could you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. many, how many cards do you think you have at Dub Store right now at Neutral Grounds? Just under three hundred. I happen oh, to know wow. that I, I yeah. counted them last month. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I take an inventory every month. Wow. It is. It's a huge stand right by the like where you check out at. Mm-hmm. You're going to have an influx of card lovers that are going to come in and oh, probably had, snap those up. A lady came in the other day and she looked at one and she goes, "That's a Stampin' Up card, isn't it?" And I said, "You're a maker," and she's the one that gave me some information okay. um, on what organizations love to receive cards to distribute to people. I think you could probably find enough people to do your card-making events mm-hmm. locally here. Uh, oh, yes. Revive oh, that. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. quite do a we, few people. Do we have any uh, events coming up in the area for people who maybe want to start card-making? Um, not in Mankato, per se, that I can think of. There probably are, but for sure in New Ulm, there's companies. Yeah, we have... Through the stamping up demonstrators, they go out and they make they do um, certain workshops. But I think if you if somebody's interested in making a card and wants more information, certainly can reach out to us and we can get them the needed information because it's kind of it's kind of on word you know uh, hearsay you know mm-hmm. uh, word of mouth word of mouth yeah and um, but we can get you in touch with somebody and get you familiar so you aren't like total right at the store there. Maybe they have Correct. room. Do they have a table? Well, like we've discussed that a little bit. I'm not allowed to say any details. Maybe next week on next week's show. So stay tuned. All right. Yeah, we have to wait for some coordination coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's how we got into mm-hmm. it. And there are. We've had just at my house had three or four ladies over and everybody. It's called a shoebox event. Everybody brings their own oh, yeah. design and makes enough, brings enough materials for each person attending to make their own card. Wow. That's cool. It's pretty neat, actually. Mm-hmm. There's always something to learn. It's now, do you do pop ups like this too? I've tackled a couple of them. They're very time seems, consuming. Yeah, that's okay. Seems they're like talking a... about little Tommy here on the boat again. So Jay Paul's pointing <laughs> to little Tommy on my little Spanish ship with all the blue roses. That and... looks pretty involved. It's pretty beautiful. You yeah. gotta, and he's got to be precise to get it to work right. Oh yes. Yeah, you'd probably waste a little bit of paper if I was trying to make one now. <laughs> it's only paper, they always say. <laughs> so, yeah. What are some of these? Are there, are there, is there a worth to a lot of these older ones? Like in 1902, has got to be worth something. I have it, no idea. Well, it depends. You have to go online. Um, Antiques Roadshow, I happen to go on that website, and there is a postcard, uh, a Statue of Liberty, that went, um, they estimated that valued at $40 or thereabouts. So it's Same under 100 when it's more than like a one or two and, cent card. And not like anybody would sell it if you owned it. I mean, mm. it's, it's nice to know what it's yeah. worth, but you know, most people would hang on to it anyway. Yeah, we think so. Yeah. Actually, in this article I pulled up, they said that uh, the February 1867 article in the New York Times reveals that some New Yorkers paid exorbitant prices for Valentine's. It puzzles many to understand how one of these trifles can be rotten, gotten up in such shape as to make it sell for $100. But the fact is that even this figure is not by any means the limit of their price. 
There is a tradition that one of the Broadway dealers not many years ago disposed of no less than seven Valentines, which cost $500 each. Wow. And it may be safely asserted that if any individual is so simple as to wish to expend ten times that sum upon one of these missives, I don't know what that means, some enterprising manufacturer would find a way to accommodate him. Yeah, I suppose. Well, you know, and always, if you have two people interested, the price always goes oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, did you guys hear this, though? I didn't know this. And we'd have to ask a vintage card person or an antique or maybe Pawn Market Road or we can maybe talk to Deb. But the news, oh, actually, we can ask our Mike Miller. I know Mike's listening. Hey, he's our, <laughs> he's actually an antique guy, so I'll, I can get an answer maybe tonight. Uh, the newspaper explained that the most expans- expensive Valentines actually held hidden treasures hidden inside the paper. Oh, I never wow. knew that, but they said... This is interesting, too. Valentines of this class are not simply combinations of paper gorgeously gilded, carefully embossed and elaborately elaborately laced. To be sure, they show paper lovers seated in paper grottos under paper roses, ambushed by paper cupids and indulging in the luxury (laughs) of paper kisses, but they also show something more attractive than these paper delights to the overjoyed receiver. Receptacles cunningly prepared may hide watches or other jewelry, and of course, there is no limit to the lengths to which wealthy and foolish lovers may go. Well, I want to. I want to know who wrote that. <laughs> foolish lovers. Foolish like, lovers. Okay, wow. I need to talk to them and put them in my office. Like, all right, time for therapy. Yep. <laughs> Mike what up happened? There. I think you got your heart broke. It's quite possible. But um, no, it's just it's interesting because I never thought of a Valentine containing some type of jewelry. But if you think about the old lockets. You know, mm-hmm. and you could make one that's more in the shape of a shadow box that could hide something in it. Like it wouldn't be able to fold flat. You'd probably have yeah, to yeah. send if, it in a if box. Anybody's but. listening right now? If they want to put a little gift in my little Tommy over here, there's <laughs> I a little. Think it would fit. Yeah, there's there's some room here for a little money card yeah, and r- keys to a new car, candy bar, <laughs> bracelet, <laughs> yeah. a Cartier bracelet. You know, I'm gonna aim for something more antique. You know, like those cameos that would work. Oh in there. yeah, yep. yep. That's pretty yeah. cool. So, um, so Julie, share with us a little bit about what you told Bobby, or what you told me about Bobby's hidden talent. That she's oh, she's also a, a, a professional photographer. She um, has a, a gift, a talent to get the perfect picture, and uh, she probably can um, probably hit me on that one. But yes, it's really true. She does go out and she does these workshops across the country. And um, she does fabulous pictures. Um, she's got a Facebook page, and uh, they're just outstanding. It's well, almost you. like you're there. Do you, do you have a place where you put all your pictures? Instagram and Facebook. What's your? Do you? Is it? Was that able for the public to look at? Sure. It's at, well on Instagram. I ask for people to ask permission to join the page because mm-hmm. when I started putting more pictures up, I was getting weird nighttime messages so oh, yeah. yeah now you have to ask if you want to be my friend and i'll say yay or nay and then on facebook it's public it's and in both of them are just at bobby during okay it's b-o-b-b-y okay and then d-u-e-h-r-i-n-g all right during during that's during. what she says well during. it could be and during <laughs> My, my husband says before, during, or after. Because <laughs> so. he can't, he can't win that, that argument. Probably not. 
And we have run out of time for our show today. Uh, you can find all of our shows online, ktoe.com, in podcast form. If you want to listen to more of our conversations with great people like these two. And we'll continue this. We have a whole other show coming up next Sunday at 730 with these same two uh, gals and their cards. So uh, tune in next week here on KTOE for the Mental Health Show starring Marcy Tatro.